Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmaila. This is David Lichtenstein. This week's share will be about homes that have a member who is Nebuch, not from anymore. It could be a child. It could be a spouse. If you're a Balchuva, it could be a parent. What are the Shailas? What are the halachic Shailas? Well, is your kitchen kosher? Tushul Aruch says that if you have kalim that uh, are brishus, in other words, they have access to a nachri or a shifcha, What's the halacha? You have to assume that they use them for treif. In fact, we'll discuss during the program the tshuva of Ramaisha, who is very machmer. He says people who have, you know, help at home and they're gone the entire day, they have to assume that the kalim aren't kosher anymore. Well, you may, with your maid, you may have strict rules. She's not allowed in the kitchen. She's not allowed to, you know, cook. She's not allowed in here, etc. And there are heterim for that. What happens if it's a child and... You're gone the entire day. He's not from. Well, he may go into the kitchen. He could fry butter in a fleshig of frying pan, etc. What do you do? Is your kitchen still kasha? What about you have uh, an irreligious person at home? Can you serve them? By the Shabbos meal, you serve them. You know, they may not be making a bracha. They're not going to bench. They're not going to do all until it's yadayim. Is there a problem of lifna iver? What happens if mice is Shabbos? They open up an air conditioner on Shabbos. Now the whole house is comfortable before it was hot. Do you have to leave the room? Do you have to leave the house? What about a non-religious spouse? Somebody becomes a Balchuva. Their wife isn't there yet. Or a wife who's drifted. Can you trust them when it comes to Dine Mikvah? You want to be mechabed, the person who maybe went off to Derech, with Zimon. Mishnabur says you're not allowed to. What happens if it's a child? Somebody you want to be mechabed. What, what do we hold about that? What about Stam Yenam? I know that we very often at home, we serve Yain that's not Mavushal. And then you have boys who come, you're trying to be Makar of them, and they're not from. Well, what do you do? Is it a problem? Shulchan Aruch says that uh, somebody who's Machal Shabbos, Bafahesya, is, is, it makes Yain, is Matami Yain, Poygim Yain, just like, uh, Yain just like a guy. Well, what do you do? Do you say that the, the fry person touches the wine? Throw, throw the wine out. Well, if it's a kid, you're certainly not going to be Makar of them. By the way, so let me share with you, at least on this point, to me, you know, I keep doing these topics. This was actually asked by me by a Rav of a community in Eretz Yisrael who sadly told me, he said, practically every family in this community has one kid who's fry. So so I found a Chassam Seifer and a Chazenish. They both say something fascinating. They say, this that a mummer is, is Poygim Yayin, right? Makes it into Yayin, makes it into Yayin Esach Midrabanan. He says, it's a Knas, it's not Meikaradin, because there's no, there's no Mishum B'nai Seyim by a Jew. So they say a chiddush, but they're both machav and the chazinish and all that. Since it's a knas and it's a chumrah, it's only in the house or it's something that's brishus of the mummer. But if he does it in your rishus, there they didn't make the knas chiddush. Not brought in the shulchan aruch, but the chazinish and the some seifer to anashim gedayelamayid. Additionally, here is something very interesting. I have a boy. Some you know boys eat by me, and I know that they're machal shabbos even though they wouldn't admit it. So I was very makbed on the wine. And then I, I found now in the Mishnabur in Shin Peyei, that if, it's based on the Gemara, if they wouldn't do it in front of me, 
and they never would, or in front of their father for that matter, then it, it, they don't have a dinner of a Mechal Shabbos Pefesia. It's still called a Mechal Shabbos Betzina. I'm just sharing with you. We're going to cover this during the program, but I thought these were a few fascinating points. So who are our guests for the Kashras? We're going to have from the Chicago Rabbinical Council, the CRC, Shalom Fishbein. He's a Kashras administrator for the CRC. Talma Mira Talmud from Cleveland. We're going to have Rabbi Yossi Ben Susan. He's a renowned counselor. He's going to talk hashkafically how to deal with his problems. From Eretz Yisrael, we'll have Rabbi Daniel Travis. He's the writer. He wrote a whole sefer called Takonas Hashavin, worth getting. Shailos Tshuvas that he spoke to Hashem Gedolim had a deal with Bali Tshuva. All cases of Shasat Chak for his Rosh Koyl and Taras Chaim. So we have three very experts on this field. I do want to say something. Our new website took us years. We were shtickle shlamazels, but uh, we put up halacha headlines. That's one word. dot com. Hasn't it just about 400 of our shiurim? And what does it have? For starters, you could search. It has a very extensive search engine. So practically every topic you put in a few words, either by the author or by the topic, and it's going to come up. It has a store where you could buy the svarim, uh, the, the, the headlines books anyway. We don't have any left of the uh, Mishnah Reina. It has uh, all kinds of tools that a modern website should have. So it's halachaheadlines.com. It was just put up. It's a davar chadash. It's this week. Before we go to our guests, I want to talk about a topic that I always find fascinating. And what is that? Kanoim Poigimbai. I grew up, I went to Eretz I learned in Eretz for almost five years in a, in a, a city full of Kanoim. Everything, you know, this, you grow up, you go to the mirror, so you're surrounded by Meisharim. There's Kanoim, they're throwing Nazi at the police, etc. So I find the topic of Kanoim interesting. So here's a question. Why didn't Meisha kill Zimri? So Rashi says, Nisalma mimenu halacha. Well, why? Isn't that like funny? Moshe Rabban shal Yisrael. Suddenly he forgot a halacha. So it's interesting. Here's a difference between the Hasidim, the great Hasidish Yigdailim, and a little bit the Litvisha. The Hasidim say like this. They say that Moshe Rabbeinu was the advocate of Klal Yisrael. Moshe Reya Mehemna. Ten times by the Yam. By Mara, by the Mon, by the Mayim, the Egel, the Slav, the Miraglim. Ten times he has to fall on his face and daven for Klal Yisrael. Lama harayoy salamaze. He's matiach dvarim klapim ayla. Lama zeshlachani. And by the Egel, Hashem says to him, Lech raid, shicha yisamcha. They deen davay dezara mamish b'fahesya b'rabim right after Kabbalah Zatayra. Asulahem Egel masecha. I'll kill them all. What does Moshe say? Now imagine if Moshe was a Kanoi. Hirban Shom said, by the eagle, what would he say? A Chalim Karega? A Kanoi would say, Adiraba, kill those bums. Who needs them? By the Messianim, the Savu Taiva, by the Miraglim, the same thing. What does he say about Imran? He said, Me built the Yechoyles Hashem. You, he fall, again, he falls under his Mispal. The, the, the Goyim will say, Me built the Yechoyles Hashem. It's like Hashem says, Vayinasu Aisiza Eser Pa'amim. Ten times, actually, it's thirteen times in the end. Every time, Maisha stands up, right, in front of Avaydazara, Giliarayas, every possible thing, Maisha is there for them. Arbaim Shan Akut Badar, 40 years, they made him miserable. And Maisha, what does he do? He's Maisha Reya Mehemin. Imagine, so could Maisha be a Kanoi? Could Maisha say, wait, how could he possibly do that? Let's, let's, let's kill him. 
the advocate, the Ray Amendment, he can't be a Kanai. So here's a word from the Katska. He says, right after um, the story of Pinchas, what does it say? He says, Moshe's mispal v'kval Yisrael. Yifkoid Hashem alekei aruchais ishaleida. Rabbi Nishalm, a new leader. Ishaleida. So what does Rashi say? Alekei haruchais, Hashem of the Spirit. He says, Daite shal kol echad v'echad. Somebody who understands each and every one of them. Ain't doimim They're not like them. Mane aleim, a maneg, put on them a maneg. He should be soivel kol echad v'echad lefida. He should understand, oh, you did this because your father mistreated you, your mother did, you didn't have parnasa, you did that, you did this out of frustration, you did this out of grief, you did this out of insecurity. That's what a maneg has to be. So he says, why does this come now? So the Kotzke says, because he saw Pinchas and Moshe's thinking, oh my goodness, is he going to be the next maneg of Klal Yisrael, a kanoi? Think of the disaster that this would create. So what does he say? Yifkait Hashem No, 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 no. It cannot be Pinchas, Rabbeinu Shalalem. And in fact, the Yerushalmi, when he talks about Pinchas, it brings that the Chachamim, they wanted to be Menadahim. The Zekainim wanted to be Menadahim. They didn't understand how Pinchas could do this. The Apterov famously said there was somebody in Apt. He was known to be, seems he was a boy Aramis. So they came running to him. They said, Rabbi, Kanoyim Poygimba, let's, let's kill him. So the Apterov, the Yisrael said, Kanoyim, Rashi says, Elo at Sadikim. So he says, Poygimba, it says like, Vayifka Bamakayim. It's Altifkubi, it's a Lushan Tfila. He says, the Kanoyim, the Sadikim should be mispal for him. And really, that's the Balakeda says, a Kanoi cannot be a leader. Hasidim famously said that Pinchas is surrounded. The parasha of Pinchas is Chukas Balach, and right afterwards is Matas Masay, both of which are read together. They said, Pinchas, if you're a Kanoi, you, you usually don't do well with others. So Pinchas always falls out by itself. Chukas Balach is read together many years. Matas Masay, read together many years. The Kanoi, he stands on his own. He doesn't get along so well with people. It's hard for a leader not to be able to see. The Rambam and the Geras Hashmad. So the Rambam lived in the, you know, in the 1200s. The Almohads, a particularly vicious group of Berbers, Muslims, right, came from Morocco. Spain had the golden era for hundreds of years. They were civil, even though it was Muslims at times, Christians, they were civil Jews. When the Almohads took over the Iberian Peninsula, they made life miserable. That's when the Rambam had to run to first to Morocco, ultimately, to Eretz and then to Egypt. So in the Geras Hashmad, he writes a letter about some gadol in his period who wrote about the Anusim, those who made believe that they had converted. And he writes terrible, he wrote terrible things about them, that they have no chalik and aleke Yisrael, etc. And he writes about how it's unfitting to be a kanoi. And Ramam writes, he says, Bimehalius elio, this is from the Gerasajan, Kulam oivde avayde zara, beratzain baveneseim, except for a few, right? Vim kolze writes, when Elio stood up, Yisrael, and he says to Hashem, I was Makana Yokina because Ozvu Brisecha. What does Hashem say to Ramam writes? You learned Yisrael. He says, and in fact, the Mepharshim say, right after he was said, Kanoi Kinesi, Hashem says, I want to be Mamana Elisha instead of you. Why? Because you weren't supposed to be Makana Kina. 
Now, why do I say that the Chassidim learned this way? Because there were those who didn't learn this way. There's a story I see by Rabbi Leo Baruch Finkel, my wonderful Yedid, beloved Yedid, and he writes in the Sefer that he brings a story that somebody was uh, by a bris together with the briskarav, and there was a rav there, and he asked them, if Pinchas did such a big maisa, right, why did Yeshua become the next leader? And this uh, this this person said to the briskarav. This rav said, he says because it's mavua bechazal that since Pinchas was a kanoi, he couldn't be a manig. And the briskarav said, there's no such a chazal. Right? He got very upset. Remember, the briskarav lived in a time with her Amram Bloy, with the Satma Rebbe. There was a lot of kanoi's running around at that time. And the brisk, there is no really a chazal that way. Briskarav said there isn't, and there isn't. But he brings a, a yalkut that brings the story with Elio Malacha Elio. And he says, the Rabbani Shalom said, oh, you're, 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 you're a Kanoi again? Like, Kinesa Beshita Malgili Arayas. So it seems to apply that it, it's in a negative tone. And then he brings the Rambam in this Igeras Hashmad. Aval Amru Hachamim Shayashay Sparla. From like, Lashayne Royal Limshal Babne Adam, Beliaslam Lakain, Mishieshle Kinegadilak, Kimashieshle Kiamisa Matkosha. He brings this thing that Elio was punished, in effect, because he was, uh, he was, he brings it from the Shema, Ramam and the Shema in Prakim. I'm sorry. So we see that in, in, certainly in many Chsidish Svarim. And it seems so from, I mean, you look in the Malbam, it goes beyond that too. The Ramam Malbam says, Beferish, after he says, Kani, Kani, Elio lost his, uh, his, his, his leadership and he was given over to Elisha because of the fact that he was a Kanoigan. So the question is, you see here, the Torah does Lord Pinchas. And he says, uh, it says about Pinchas, he says, he knew recently as Brisi Shalim. So I don't know the answer. But it certainly seems that kanoyas is something that is for some people. And like Rashi says, it's for tzaddikim, you know, people who are absolutely clear. And it's occasionally. I would suggest a possible reason why over here there was a con- there was the issue of kanoyas by this particular case. And I would say because, you know, the Rambam famously writes in Hulchasi uh, Suribi in Perikid Beis Alachazayin, he writes on a boil aramis. He says, Yesh boy hefsid shame bechol harayas kemayu. There's something worse than all the other harayas, even though it's only, it's not, it's not a daraisa. It could be maybe a shailov zayinam, like it's ramam raivet, but it's not a daraisa. She says, why? Shaben mina erva, benoyu lechaldavar. If somebody has a ben from an erva, it's his son. Ubechlal yisrael nechshav, afal pishu mamzer. But he says, haben mina kusis, enay benoy. He leaves Klal Yisrael. It leaves the Uma of Klal Yisrael. This wasn't just an ordinary chait. This was the chait that Aboyal Aramis, the children aren't Jewish anymore. So it's, it's leaving Klal Yisrael. It's a chait miyuchad. But the Kanois of Elio is otherwise criticized. And why do I say this? Because at a time when there are so many Kanoim, there's Kanoim for everything, you think of it. Kanoim for Tznias and Kanoim for Zionism. And, kind of, and I say, you know, it doesn't seem from Chazal that with the exception of Pinchas, which was Aboyal Aramis Pephesia, that Kanois is lauded. So Kanois, should there be Kanoim in Klal Yisrael? Absolutely. But far and few between and really, really exceptional situations. That's what uh, my Torahs have Kanois over here. I'm sure I'll have many dis- of you who disagree with me, but like I like to say, if two people are thinking the same thing, one of them isn't thinking. 
Let's go to our riddle of the week. What does Chazal say? Elio is the Malach Habris. Skinu Chachamim Shiu Oisim Moishiv Kaved L'Malach Habris Shenemar U'Malach Habris Asher Chafetzim Hineba. So Elio comes to every bris, even a bris on Shabbos. There's a Kiseishel Elio by a bris on Shabbos. The question is, the Gemara in Erevin and Afmim Gimel says that if this Tchum in Lamayla Me'asara Elio can't come on Shabbos to tell us about Bias Hamashiach. And we paskin that this And that's why, by the way, he has a good trivial pursuit question. Why do we sing Elio Hanavi Matzah Shabbos? Because on Shabbos, Elio Hanavi can't come because, because of Isitchumen, right? Matzah Shabbos, he can come already, so we welcome him back. So the question is, if Elio can't come on Shabbos to be Mavasar on the Gula, he can only come out to Shabbos, buy a bris on Shabbos, why did they still a place for the uh, for Kisei Shil Elio when Elio can't come on Shabbos? What's the difference? Why can he come for a bris and he can't come to, to be Mavasar on Bias HaMoshiach? That is our riddle of the week. And I think it's a good riddle because many of you make Simchas and make brisin, so it's such a Kavishayla to ask by a bris. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, that's the country code, 33011-70250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's uh, 02-372-0304. So let's go to our wonderful guests. Joining us from Chicago is Rav Shalom Fishbein. He's the Kashtris Administrator at the Chicago Rabbinical Council. He's a Talmud of Long Beach, of Tells, and of the Mir of Yerushalayim. Welcome, Rav Shalom. Shalom Aleichem. Thank you for having me. So what happened, you know, sadly, many families across from the most from all the way through modern Orthodox have people at home, often people at home who aren't from. It could be a child, it could be a spouse. So somebody has a son or a daughter they're not from, and they go to work, and, uh, and they're gone the whole day from 9 to 5. And the kid at home could be cooking, could be eating, could be tracing up the entire kitchen. What does the parent do? I mean, do, do, they, uh, do they have to start cashiering their pots every time they came home? Could they only eat on their pots if they're in a bit Like, how do you run a from a house when there's somebody at home who could be tracing up the kitchen? That's my question. Sadly, this is a terrible uh, machla we're in, and Kadesh should uh, give us the clarity, and God's call clarity that this should end soon. But in dealing with the reality of, of today, as you mentioned, um, you know, the, it's, it's definitely discussed in Poiskin. You know, Golden Shulchan Aruch talks about what we'll call a mummer, uh, what happens with the uh, with the bread, the pas, the, the bishul. These are all sugyas. Uh, there's two pesachay chuvas that bring out first the moisha. That uh, you have to, we have to start by understanding the reasoning why Chazal are worried. So there's really two reasons. One is we're worried about regular chasnos, 
which means that uh, the reason why there's Mepasakum and, and Vishalakum, these halachas, is that we don't want to have any sort of intermarriage with, with the guy. So even if you would say that pas, uh, that um, that Kasmus would be Negev for a guy, but when we're talking about a, 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 a Yid who's no longer from, um, that Lechaira, you don't have to worry about because, you know, his, the, his children are, are, are Jewish. You don't have to worry about that. But the other reason that we worry about um, uh, these halachas is that maybe they're going to talk or put in something they're not careful about kashas. They'll either mix something in. Um, this is the gemara. This, you know, they're, they're, they're going to mix something in that's not kosher, or they're, what, how you mentioned they're going to the kalim are going to be mixed up. So then taka you have to worry about, like you said. So again, the negei chasmos, which a lot of the sugyas are talking about. Like the Pisgah Chuva says, we're, we're okay. But then again, the second reason of worrying about actual, you know, Hilchus Kasha, so to say, um, that is, is, is much more of today's Sugya. So, you know, in, 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 in the Halachas of Mummer, as you know, there are several ways we see in, in Halacha. There's, there's something called, uh, obviously, the famous Chazanish, the Tinnik Shanishva, which most Irreligious uh, yidden today would be in the category, um, and then then we have something called uh, a mummer with, with tayavoin. Uh, you know, um, as you know, some some of the the people that go off the derech nebuch, it's more with tayavoin that they couldn't um, withhold the tithes of of today's world, but they're not connected to that's one. That's another dog, and and it and it comes out important in halacha. If there's the mummer with tayavon, but they know someone else in their family is uh, is mocked on kasha, so there's a sensitivity still. And then there's something called uh, mummer lahachet. Sometimes uh, someone has such a bad or traumatic experience, as you know, that it could actually affect them to the point that the you know lahachet. So they'll do something mamish. Lahachis, and that, of course, um, when we look at halacha, we, we look at uh, we look at it from differently. So, lemaisa, how do we look at all this? Again, there's huge sugyas, and, and we're not in tilpo right now. But I, I, I I'll, I'll give over what I've heard many times. Uh, halacha lemaisa from Shmuel first Shlita, who is, uh, is our family Kaisik, um and uh, also shows you a little about the CRC says on this it sometimes comes in the gay in factories and, and restaurants. But basically, Ramesha, he first goes with what he heard from Ramesha, and it's also written in the Chuvas from Ramesha, and Chayla Galat, and Chayla Beis. But there's a concept called Kimli Begave. It's a very interesting thing. It's not necessarily an admonish, but there's something called Kimli Begave. What's Kimli Begave? That if a person has a idea, a, a strong idea about a person, he's so knows the person inside and out. The muscle, a, a father to a son, and he says, listen to me, you're living in my house, we love you, we, we daven for you, we want the best for you, but you're living in our house and we keep kosher. And you, it's very important to us, even if you don't understand, you don't believe, but you need to keep the laws of kosher when you're in our house. And Kimli the Gavay, and I know that my son, despite what he's struggling with, will indeed keep to that. So he has... He ha- we believe him that he won't do something that will compromise the cautious of the kitchen. Again, Bishop 
Tasakum, we don't have any of Chasnus, according to this. But the Negei of the Basra Zacharov and, and, and the things you brought up, if there's a Yediyah, again, it's not Nemmanis, it's different than Nemmanis. In Ramesha, with Mechadish, it's a Kimli Begadeh, it's a Yediyah. Like a, a loosely, you can say, similar to how Ramesha looked at the Chalavakum, you know, Stam company. It's also, it's, it's, it wasn't Nemmanis, but it was a it was um, it wasn't Eidus, wasn't Eichem whatever. It's a different suya, but the the same like type of thought of Moshe comes up with here. But the chiddush is of that this is only if Moshe says in Chelad this is only for parents and children, or husband and wife. It does not extend to not only other people that you feel I mamish know this person, I know this person. If I tell him, he'll follow it. But it even extends to other relatives that you would might want to say kinly. It does not extend to that. So that would be um, that would be the uh, and I have to tell you when he first told me you heard from Ramaisha, even aggressor Kiddush, that this yisoid of kinly that you can believe someone even would be negaya to a guy. What do I mean? If someone was in the Geyer and uh, there, and uh, you know, the, I don't know, the, he told me a lady called, she was in the Geyer, and the father bought some meat, and he said, I bought it this in this place, and it was, he said, it even applies to that because I'll be, it's, it's logical that um, that it would apply to over there, you know, the Negea, um, everything else, uh, it's taka something that uh, has to be looked at carefully, and uh, it's one of those things, especially when you try to understand the Chazanish. Of what it means today, Tinik Shanishva, what it means, like what what happened, you know, Yeshayman society the way it is today. Even if even if someone does go off the derech and leilenu, uh, but uh, what caused it? Is it takas? Maybe still together Tinik Shanishva. These are things that a rov has to decide by themselves, understanding every family situation differently. So, according to Moshe's Chiddush. By the way, for those listening, it's in Yeridea, Chelek that Kimli Bigave is stronger than Amonis of Avis. And you could say, look, I know this person, I trust this person, this is what they told me, and I'm sure they wouldn't violate it because I know them. Let's say somebody has a child that they're really not sure that if the child is, you know, so committed and, you know, it's sort of a, you know, there are kids that really, you look them in the eye and they'll tell it to you and they mean it and you know it, and there are kids who are real more weaselly. That would, Lechaira, create a real problem, then, no? Yeah, Lechaira, Lechaira. There's no one in you know, that, that, that goes well, back to, suggest, uh, yeah. I mean, Lechaira, a kid who you could not say, I, I trust this kid absolutely, would be a problem of, you wouldn't be able to eat in your own house, in effect, right? <laughs> And I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I think the only solution, and I haven't heard a better solution, would be to put a camera in the kitchen, which would have yeah, a dinner okay. of, of nixus would have, which would have a yeah. dinner of nixus yaitza and the nixus. But absent that, if you do not have that sense of communication, to whoever it may be, where you say kimli bigave, which is a cooler, by the way, that other achrayim struggle with. It's a chiddush of Ramosha that you have an emonist that's stronger than Aiden. It's quite astounding. Right? Right. And it's even by somebody who's not religious, because even if somebody's postulated, you can still have Kimli Begave. It's a Chiddush or a Moshe. Many Achrayim right. disagree with him. Yeah. Rabbi Yashif, his father, disagreed with him. And, right. and Rav Sternbuch, um, you know, quasi disagreed with him. It's interesting, Rabbi Yashif was asked the question, could you trust somebody um, who's Kimli Begave to take care of an ill a chayla in the family. Mm-hmm. And Eliyash's response was, he says, 
absolutely not, because if they think this is best for the person, they'll do it regardless of the trust. And he brings a raya with a, a, an astounding Targum Yenis and Benazir who says that when, when Yitzchak gets Esau to bring him Matamim, he, was in a, he couldn't find anything, so he killed the dog and he brought it to Esau. Right. To, to Yitzchak, he, he says, you see, even though it was a Kimli Begaveh, he would say the father and the son of Yitzchak, but still he brought him the dog, which is pretty uh, pretty interesting raya now. My question would be on Rabbi Yashiv, which he doesn't ask that Ramayashiv, but in fact it remains a question on Ramayashiv. My question would be, you see Yitzchak did trust Esau, and he was going to eat Esau's food. Yeah. So you see that a father can trust the child. I have a target you know somebody in deal. Almost everybody doesn't learn like a target you know somebody in deal. And they say that he believes Sayyid, that he, he brought him kosher food, and he shefted it, and how he shefted it, etc. But Lahira, but that's Rebel Yasha, who disagrees with Ramosha that you refer to. And I would say in that case, you you know, we do have a solution for Hashem today in the camera. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me move on. In other words, Mirsa, you're, you're saying let's create a Mirsa, which would, uh, yeah. you're talking about a Suffolk Kimli, right? A Suffolk Kimli, so maybe a Mirsa of uh, cameras would help, which uh, anyway is a good idea. I mean, if I could just say one of the things we, we struggle with in consumer cultures is that people, plus they don't know the halacha, that if you have a, a maid who's not, uh, or a cleaner in the house, uh, that's not Jewish, and they they didn't make themselves an egg. They don't make you an egg. You they know the Allah you, you know you can't cook for me. But you're home, you're by yourself. Make yourself an egg, no problem. They don't they don't they don't know the Ramah that it. I was just Kalen. Like I can't tell you how many times a week we get this. Oh, uh, I just learned this Allah. What do I do with my Kalen? So it's a very it's a, so one of the aces, like you said, is that they you put on a camera and you say over to them, and there's a nurse there. So it's, it's an interesting idea, Taka. Yeah, in fact, the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says by 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 a a, a nachri, if you nichtas the yaita, yeah, it is like kufchate or something like that. It says mm-hmm. if you nichtas the yaita, so then it creates a mirror. So a camera certainly creates the same mirror. Especially if you could look back the entire time, you know, it doesn't, you know, it has to, it can retain the data for a while. What would you say to halach is a guy becomes a baltshuva? And his wife is on the way, but she's not there yet. Could you use Ramosh's cool of Kimli to trust her that she went to the mikvah? That she went to the mikvah, wow. That's a, that's a new level of uh, Isra we're talking about. Because until now we've been talking about, oh, the Bishalachim is the Rabbanan, but the Kashis is all right. So then over here we're talking about cars. I don't know. It's a good question. If you would say Kimli, I mean, I'll, I'll piece Tavara. I'm not a Pisic to say this, but I'll piece Tavara. It would be the same Gedarim, because it's not, it's not the regular, it's, it's a Yadiyah. If he feels that when she comes home and says, I, I went to the mikvah, and he Kimli, it's a, it's a Yadiyah, that he has Mamash a Yadiyah that what she said is what happened. I could hear I'll piece Tavara that it would work. Yeah, especially she's, um, you know, the concept is also that they want to live Sazam in, in, in the Shalom in a house. That's the thing, you know, when, a, when, a, when you have someone that's cooking and, and they understand the house rules, you know, even if they're struggling at the moment, there's the house rules, there's, there's wanting to live the Shalom with people in the house, the same concept over here. You know, if he feels that there's a Yudhiya, L'chayra, L'chayra, uh, it has to be looked in front of the L'chayra, it's, it's a good, it's a good art that would work. So, Ramesha Sternbach, was asked this Shaila about a Balchuva mm-hmm. who um, who wants Tarat Hamishnach, but his wife wasn't yet nice to list his Balchuva. And he, mm-hmm. he said, Lechayra, Lechayra, Moshe would be okay. 
But then he, he, he asks questions on Ramesh's Messiah of Kinley. There's his question on Ramesh, he says, Kinley in the Gemara that he refers to the Gemara in Subas is only to create a suspect, not to create a vada, etc. But he does, he does say, according to Ramesh, it would be the same halacha. Or alternatively, what would you say? He, he asks the following question. Uh, you have children who are Bali Tshuva, and they want to go eat by their parents, who the parents are either not, are not Bali Tshuva, but they said, you know, for you, we're going to bring in kosher food, we're going to bring in a kosher pot, and we're going to, can they trust their parents that they brought in kosher food and a kosher pot? Mm-hmm. Or alternatively, you know, if, if you don't want to say, gee, why is this relevant to me? Let's say you have an Eric Shistroli, you have a guy, he's mocked it on, you know, certain, uh, he's um, trumasomaisus of a certain hasha. It's really very important, and he goes to, wants to eat by his parents, and they're not mocked on it. Okay, can they trust the mother to say, you know what, I, I went out and I bought all the food that you want. But I you could say it's a much more kill shaila because it's more chumris l'chaira than it is, you know. But this is this is another shaila that uh, right. commonly is. How much can a Balchuva trust his father? And l'chaira mm-hmm. heta, if there is that relationship with the parents, right, it would work there too. And again, Ramosha right. says it has to be where you, you know the person and you trust the person and you know them not for you know, your whole life or most of it. And you could say that I, what they say to me is absolutely true. Like you said, Kimberly Bigavay. You know what's interesting? Right. And in, in, in that you mentioned that I saw that the, the, one of the things that are a little, they, they talk about there, and it's just a shile I want to throw out there, which is negated to your shile. There are some people that are worried about, about tumor, the Yodayim. So certainly someone who is, uh, is no longer from is not washing the field Yodayim. And they're touching your food. They're handling your food. You know, what, what, is, what does that do today? It's a different figure. I just want to say that there's many parts to your Shiloh about how does one... So there are certain places that are able to, that they control. If someone's not from that they work, whether in a restaurant or not, even if you're not from, I'm sorry, the rule in our restaurant, you need to wash your hands and say, oh, so because that's what, uh, you know, that's uh, there's a... There's uh, I no on this, but there's... Um, is, um, you know, this is also part of perhaps the shayla that we're talking about. Well, here's an extension, because a lot of people are thinking, Baruch Hashem, I don't have anybody in my family that this is relevant to, so let's throw you up, let's throw out a, another iteration of this. Um, mm-hmm. Many people, they go to, to work or to learn, and they have a shikha at home uh, who's taking care of it, maybe babysitting, maybe cleaning. Well, Maybe the shiksa decided to, uh, to cook, you know, there's a pot, and she, she brought frankfurters for lunch, she forgot to cook them, she throws them in your pot, she cooks them, she washes out the pot, and now you have a pot that, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, the name of a popular frankfurter, Nathan Oscar frankfurter. Meyer, Oscar Meyer. Oscar Meyer. <laughs> she cooked Oscar yeah. Meyer, is right? Yeah. That you referred to before, says, uh, that you have, if you leave your kalim by a guy, or if they're in your house, right? Mm-hmm. And you weren't careful, now you come home, and you have a, you may have a tray for pot. Yeah. So yeah. the gives an eta, he says it's a sake, the Shulchanarach says, so wait a minute, but are any of you, or any, all of you who have shifters at home, are you waiting 24 hours? Because in 24 hours, there's some time of gum, right? Are you waiting right. 24 hours? Is your wife using the pots that night? You're saying, of course, your wife. You're not using every time the maid cleans, you're not. And if you don't have a camera in the kitchen, how do you use the pots in your kitchen? 
And here there's certainly no kinley begavai by the shiksa, right? Right. What would you it's tell right. all the people who have a shiksa at home, Rabbi? Uh, well, you know, the first thing they have to do, like you mentioned, you gotta put in a camera. And I, I, you know, we, there are also rules that should be given to them. I know so Rabbi Fogelman from the OK, he wrote up a, a, in Spanish rules about do not cook, you know, uh, and, and the rules of, of working in a kosher home. These are the rules. Give it to them. Give it to them in Spanish or whatever language they, they speak. But a camera is critical. I know someone here in Chicago that uh, put up a camera finally. The next day he's watching in his office. Itaka saw that the, the, the maid came in, traced up the kalim. It took him a week to kosher his home. You know, Baruch Hashem, the, uh, the food establishment of the city was uh, well, uh, you know, uh, they were, you know, all this entire family had to go for a week to, out to eat every day because they were koshering their home. It's incredibly important that there should be education and that there should be cameras. That's out. Now, the Negei of the Shaiwa, do you have to assume automatically? I don't, I don't know. I or not. You need some sort of uh, reason, uh, you know, uh, that, that something happened. It's like in Hilchus Chasimus, uh, you know, there's halachas of, of sealing and, and chasimus and all that. But you always need a reason to, that the reyes kicks in, and then you deal with the halachas. Well, I just want to recall to Shulchan Aruch we quoted before, which is in Kafcha Beitet, Afilu Avadim Ushvachais Ha'ayvdei Kechavim Mishavabes Yisrael, right? Mm-hmm. You can't leave your kalim at one. Right? And in which case mm-hmm. you would have to wait on the ace place. Right. Even right. if it's in your own house, you have to wait on the ace place according to the machaba and according to the shach over there. So it's interesting. The shach on the spot says, he says, exactly what you said. He says, He says, We're not in He says, Why? If the shiksa knows, the maid knows, look, he goes to work at 9 o'clock or at 8 o'clock, he doesn't get home till 4.30, so there's no dinner of yaitzah v'nechnes. According to the shulchan, it would be yasa. The maisha negris maisha and... In in So many right, many so. people, and when 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 we talk about uh, situations of what's the yisoid of yisoid of that there's a immersus and you take away the reason. So many people that provide food for their help and uh, set up a mechanism that there's no reason why they should talk to bring their own lunch or do something they want. So that's part of the need that the rubs will decide. Uh, but uh, but with this hopefully is just a conversation about what people did in Sonal. But hopefully anyone listening to this, to this uh, conversation should absolutely set up, like you mentioned, cameras and other things that would be the getter yaitzavinichness so that it shouldn't be a, a lumbar society anymore. It should, it should be very clear that they have set up situations, A, cameras, B, give them the laws of the, of the house in, in their language, C, uh, bring, provide them eat, what to eat, kosher food, what to eat during the day that, the, that there's Takano Yetzirah for them to begin. And that's the way you need to do it. And, um, and of course, always think about in general, like you, it's not posh that some people, I don't have to tell you, I'm sure you know, that some people realize that before they turned around, the, the non-Jew is what uh, raised their children. That's a whole different figure. 
terrible stories about uh, the, the help taking the kids out to McDonald's in the middle of the day. I mean, these are stories that we hear in Kashas all the time, unfortunately. You know, you have to think about these things. We will all agree that raising our children is more important than anything else we do during the day, and we have to take um, precaution to make sure that that's happening. Symptom allays is incredibly, incredibly important for us to get rid of in order for us to all grow the Ruchniyot. Very well said. So let me ask you here's a very fascinating shadow. Somebody has a Nashkum kid at home, or alternatively a guest, whether you know they're into Kira, they're getting the Lubavitches listening, right? And we have thousands mm-hmm. of Lubavitches, how beloved, you know, the ones who are trying to be Makarov, the, the, the 85% of colleagues from who don't know Shmaizal, and they have Sudisoids, every at his house is a it's crowded with people. And what happens? They have wine. Now, it could be people on this earth to only buy dying the bushel. But on the other hand, most of the good wine is not the bushel. Mm-hmm. Right? Not bushel. So you make not bushel. You're drinking wine. Now you have a person. It could be a fried child at home. And he pours a glass of wine. Now, the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, that somebody who's a, a mumma l'chil Shabbos, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, and we've had, we have very often a mumalachal Shabbos in the house of your guests who will drive on Shabbos. And we do it for cure, again, for cure reasons. So what do I do? I'm very mocked to pour the wine. And then I'm not only am I mocked to pour the wine, but I, I never give them in the same glass again because a lot of people don't know this halacha, but it's been a mitzvah that, that wine is like electricity. And right. any wine left in the glass and you put a new glass, it goes back in and it, 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 it'll go, it follows the stream back and it's a time of the rest of the wine in the bottle. So does right. that mean you cannot have you cannot have um, un, un, uncooked wine while you have a bushel at a shot of table or be busy with touching it or, or, or um, amusing it if you have fried people? That's, a, I think, a very relevant and a shower that many people are not aware of. I'm curious if you ever went through the sugya. In in Shulchan Aruch, in, in Kofchof uh, Gimel, the Taka talks about what about uh, a, a guy who's not an Ovid of Ovidazar, and still it says that it's also Mishim Chati. So Rabbi Nezer says that according to this, that the wine of a mummer who you're talking about uh, may not be drunk because of that. And um, and because we see that a, because a mummer is considered a, a, like a Ovid of Ovidazar in these halachas, therefore uh, it works. But Rav Belsky, when he, when, he, when he used to talk about this, he used to say that the halacha is a particular chumah when it comes to samyina. And therefore, you know, because they wanted to bring from their rias to pasyasol and other things that we spoke about earlier. And he said that the, so the, the point that I want to bring out from Rav Belsky is that that halacha that you mentioned certainly is a chumah, but it's a chumah of samyina. So in the mela, you're 100% right. If someone has at their table someone who is uh, right in the position that you mentioned, absolutely should not be serving non-lavishal wine. It's a, it's such a lost halacha out there. I, I have to tell you, I was stunned to the core. I was recently somewhere, and uh, from person, he was, he was he was having a shtickle party, whatever it was. I happened to walk in, and I saw they had non, non-Jewish waiters, and he tells me, and I see he was non-lavishal wine, or he wanted non-lavishal wine. So, I, you know, I said, what, what are you doing with a non-Jewish waiter? And, you know, he's a firm person. He says, well, I understand. There's no other way to Zara today. 
and and I was really stunned to the court. You know, sometimes like when you're you're so involved, in, like I'm involved in cautious, you know, Delilah, we take on that uh, everyone knows the same amount we know. Whether you know the same thing if you sell computers, you assume everybody knows what a what a motherboard is or whatever, whatever the word the computer. I don't know what to say. So I, I was really stunned to the court. And the, and the side is just that it's not something we, we learn a lot going through yeshivas, these Allah, especially Chayla's babies of Yeridea. It doesn't, a lot of people don't get to that. And and therefore, there's a lack of yadiyah out there. There's a lack of yadiyah. And is um, and we we must encourage people, like you said, these are halachas that come up all of the time. I was uh, A couple of weeks ago, I was in a store, a from store, where, um, they, you know, they, it's a liquor store. And I must tell you one thing. There's, one of the things I've noticed in, in Kashras is the, the, the biggest problem in Kashras, I would say, is assumption. What do I mean by that? When I go into the Marshall liquor store, and it's a front store, it's in, the, in a front city, the person selling it looks, you know, mamish like uh, someone in the Shadachlit. He assumes that I know all of the sudhiyas that, pertain to wine, uh, bourbon, uh, uh, scotch, you know, all this sort of See, he assumed I did my homework, and I know exactly what I'm going to buy, and if I decide to buy something, it's based on whatever shuva I went through. It's not the case. The guy walking in assumes that you're not going to sell something that has any shyness. I, I, I can't tell you how often I see that. The same thing with supermarkets. A supermarket will put out something, Let's go something easy with Talayan. They'll put out something, you know, raspberry. Don't assume you know that you can only use raspberries in a very, very unique one type of way because it's Muslim with Talayan or many, many examples like that. Not true. It's a from store. It's in the middle of a from neighborhood. The, the, the guys, uh, you know, there's Mordechai Bedeven playing on the music. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a aura of, of from kites, of, right? Halacha. Each one's assuming the other one. So I grotto was in a place the other day that they were selling liquor, and the guy was telling me, by the way, I'll be Allah, I, I can sell Samyenum, the non, non, you know, Yain Nesach or Samyenum, because no Israel. No, he's getting to hold Sugya, why he does it, he doesn't do it. I was, I was in the Steiner from this. So Rabbi David, if someone can walk away from our conversation today through Mechazik on the halachas of Samyenum, including, like you said, do not serve, do not serve, non-revushal wine at a place where there are people that are not fully showing retirement. That is a tremendous tale. I would, I would like to ask you, you're, you're, you're a, big, a big expert of, you know, cashless, that if somebody has a fryer kit at home, right? Mm-hmm. So, so would you consider two coolers, right? One is that um, the Shulchan Aruch, it's in it's in, I think it's Shin Pei Hei, right, in the Erevin, where it talks about who's considered uh, a, a Yid, like I the Mavafal or so it says a Mummer is not. So the Mishnah Guru brings, based on the Gemara in Erevin, that um, if, the Gemara says a story that there was somebody who was a Machal Shabbos, the Fahesya, the Gemara considered him a Mummer, and then he saw Rabbi Huda Messiah, and he, he covered, he was embarrassed, and he turned around, so he shouldn't see. He said, this, mm-hmm. is, this is already called Nakhbethahesya, because he's afraid of uh, Aladim Gavel, mm-hmm. right? And for example, I saw Chuva for a Chaim Kinevsky, he was asked, somebody asked him a question, he said, how could Yitzchak trust Esau mm-hmm. on his shechita? He not a lot of trust in Mama. He said, since he was afraid of his father, right, 
He wasn't called the mummer. Right? So the question right. would be is, and in, in Erevin, we see that it's not called the fiasco. So if you know this, your son, whoever's the guest is by the table, and you say, look, it's true that he's Mahal Shabbos, but he would never do it in front of me, or if he would never do it in front of you, according to the Mishnabura, wouldn't have a dinner of a Mechal Shabbos for Fahesya. And therefore, his wine, he wouldn't be Manasseh's his wine by touching it. As a chayra, that would be, that would be one thing that, that you could be, right. why? Because I think, and, and I, I would also be myself if I would say that, if you, you know, if, uh, <laughs> years ago, you were home in the sukkah, and I have a mm-hmm. brother who was at the Grace of Kenai, and somebody walked in, and this guy, he held wasn't so from, so he yelled out, quick, cover the wine! So if you try, if you try to create a relationship with a child, yeah. <laughs> and you can only have Yaiin Ravushal, so I'm saying that I have Lachayra Shulchanarach that says that if he wouldn't do it in front of an Adam Gadol or his father, he's still not considered a Mumalachal Shabbat. Lachayra, that would be a, 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 I think it's Shin Pei, I don't remember which Shet Katan in the Mishnabur is, but in the Mishnabur on this halach, it's a small feminine where it's also that he's called a Mumar. That would be one thing Lachayra, a person so you're saying it's not called for Hesse, because in Hilchah Shrita, when it talks about a Mumu Lahachis, and, and it talks about no, a Mumu Lahachis for Hesse. Yes, so right, it's not called the Fahesia, the Lashon of Rashi yeah. is, it's called the Tzina. Uh, if, 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 if he won't do it in front of a certain person or people, because he's covered, the Shabbat, then that's called uh, the Tzina, not the Fahesia, right? Mm-hmm. That would be, mm-hmm. you have to know the person. I mean, if a guy who drives it in front of anybody, he's a, he's a reformed Jew, he's a conservative Jew, or he's a pure lachavik, and a chanami wouldn't have this fur. And I, I would say that it depends, and Mamish, every case would be different. Who it is, what it is, most of the people that are coming to your table, certainly Tinnik Shanishba, which is, you know, as I said earlier, Chazanish, the famous Chazanish, and um, so you you, got, you have that also to part, but I, I honestly would say this would be a Shiloh, by by itself all the time. From people say that you know, certainly when it comes to yomtiv, the styles of cooking, these are these are certainly um, that's 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 even more a concern because it's their ice over there about cooking and Shabbos for them. Plus, but but um, certainly there is your your svaras that are very gestrock and interesting would have to be asked. I, I believe uh, case by case. You know, in in a, in a cautious agency that you mentioned. There, we cannot. Uh, we don't have the right to the consumer. We don't have the right to to the consumer to do anything other than very straight up black and white chumra halachas of who can and cannot deal. We here in Chicago uh, do not allow any nonalcoholic wine whatsoever in any of our parties, our restaurants. Is that it has to be that way? Um, you know, here's an interesting shaila for you, David. I, I did attend a parlor meeting of a Chosher Yeshiva. It was not under a particular Ashkacha. Uh, that's a Sugnus and Yatsnas, how party planners and, uh, and these things need Ashkacha. It's, it's a different conversation that can be hours long. But I do want to say, I, I asked the fellow, so he had as a from person pouring everybody um, the, the non-Evushal wine to the guests. And uh, he made sure to do it. So I, I, I asked him, what do you think about the following? Because I know that the, 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 the waiters who were non-Jewish were taking back the, the finished glasses to the dishwasher. So they're walking back to the kitchen, and there's some wine left over, swishing around, and they put it in the dishwasher. What do you think of Dovid? 
would that be also the Nigea, like Mr. Chibur, would that sound Mr. Chibur, but that considered, because we know swishing around is really where the um, the pouring and the swishing around is where the, the halachas of yeah. So what do you think? Do you think that it's on the essence? It's, it's no longer chosher because it's on the way to the dishwasher. What would you think um, the halacha would be? Should one be machma in case for whatever reason they they have the nominal shawan there? Uh, and and in Eretz Yisrael, frankly, um, Rabbi, 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 respectfully, Rabbi Rabbi Fishbein, you're asking a question which goes way beyond that. Somebody has a shiksa at home, yeah. right? and it's Friday night, and who washes the glasses? The shiksa. So you're oh. asking the child. She picks up the glass, there's wine in the glass. She, if she shakes it at all, which she is, the wine becomes yain, uh, becomes yain es right? Which, 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 mm-hmm. which, which, which asses the, the, the kli. She's saying everybody who has a shiksa who's washing dishes, l'chayra, the kalim become asa, from the washing of the dishes. That's what you're asking, in effect. I mean, that's what I'm asking. I, I would say that, um, besides the issues of soap and bittel, but the halacha is, and this is, I haven't learned the Yainessa in a number of years, but the halacha is, is that total all you days of right? The halacha is, without kavana to be mishatsha, is musa. That's how we pass them. That total all you days of There's just, they're not touching the wine itself. And in all these cases, they're not touching the wine, they're touching the clay. So that's been a total all you days of until the holiday of Rachel, she needs Kavana, and she's not having Kavana in Mashat just the wine, so therefore it wouldn't be a problem. Only in Baiti. Right. So, Shusha's holiday of Rachel is also the Shia, but it's not the Bahana. It wouldn't pass over the plate. I'm curious, what, did you, what do you say? Yeah, no, that's like a Shanka Swara. I, I, you know, I, I've spoken over, I, I mentioned, I answered my first about this also. And he, he said that, what I, what I alluded to before, that the truth is that at that point, what is going to the garbage is going to be thrown out. It's hard to give it the same category of iser like it would be if it would be you were pouring yourself a, uh, a drink. A guy would be pouring yourself a drink. So you say he didn't, he didn't feel that was that was an issue. But the point but is, let's, you know, say, let's say it would be let's say it would be meat. Let's say it would be meat that was going to the garbage. It was traced the meat. Would you say the same thing? No, no there's no iser. So, so I'm saying, why is the fact? So, so why does the fact that going to the garbage make a difference in the cash? Because the whole site of yain is the chashivah shabbat. The harayat of mavushal wine is not chashu. It's not royal. You're saying it hasn't been like mavushal. Yeah. You're saying it hasn't been a mavushal. It's a one bishabit of mavushal. Right. In other words, no, it, it loses its category of chashivah. Well, loses its, interesting. Yeah. The chashivah. Yeah. But, wow, yeah, but it's 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 again, the point is, Rabbi Say, take these things seriously. These are... Why live in a house or create a situation where uh, these are all silos? You, know, you need to stick with prayer to, to allow this. You put into put into place um, things that uh, that we don't even have to come to silos. That that's what that's what I believe our mandate is in in, in Kashrus. Let's try to live silo free. You're saying that the CRC is not looking for coolness or heterim. Right. When we make our lists, we have a lot of famous lists above it, you know, whether it's liquor or, or other lists that uh, soda, we, we do various things. The mandate or, or Starbucks so much, so I remember we spoke many years ago about Starbucks, certainly a lot has changed since then. We must probably have to do a round two. But um, one of the things like, I will tell you is that our Poiskin and uh, whether it's Gadaya Schwartz, Chana Levacha, our current Avgaz and Rabbi Reese, I spoke over with Rabelsky and other places, and they all said the same thing to me. When you create something for Rabbim, 
Shiloh free. That was a lesson you used. Shiloh free. Not Sherry cast yes, Sherry cast miss. That's Shiloh. No, no, no. List for the Robin, Shiloh free. I, the same thing, you'll come to Rob, and if I, and you'd be passing to the Rob, did he ever the cliche, and this and this? Okay. That's a Rob Shiloh. That's another Shiloh. But not when you're a Robin, when you're, when you're, when you're being magic a Robin for, to get rid of Tintin Ali. Shalom, thank you very much for your time. Such a pleasure to talk to you. Welcome, continue, continue to talk to all the great work that you do, Rajali. Thank you. Joining us from Cleveland is Rabbi Yassi Ben Susan. He's the Mashkiach Rushni in the Cleveland High School. He's also a certified alcohol and substance abuse counselor. Talmud of a friend of mine, Rabbi Berkowitz. Welcome, Rabbi Yassi. Thank you. Thank you, Sal. How are you? So, Yassi, we're talking about the shyness of having an irreligious child at home. Um, mm. They could trace up the kitchen. They could, right. um, they could uh, be, arguably, they could be Manasseh Yayin. They could be Asa Yayin. They could turn on a light right. on Shabbos. Or they would have to leave the room off night for Shabbos. Right. A child could bring Hamilton on Pesach. How do you, when, when, so when parents tell you, I have a religious child, should I keep him at home? What do you tell them, and how do you deal with these childhood? So uh, the Silas aspect, or Silas part of it, um, I, I tell them they need to ask. I, I like it in general. When, you know, there, there is a concept, there's certainly a concept of uh, too many cooks in a kitchen. Um, no pun intended of halacha here, but too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, uh, um, you know, too many people giving advice and too many things. But there should definitely be a group support system. So the halachic aspect of uh, of anything is always going to depend and always going to differ depending on so many different factors of where this family is and isn't. One thing that I, I would state before anything is, in a from home, the issue is the halachic aspects are certainly one of the uh one of the main issues that are that are brought up. Um however it's it doesn't it doesn't end there and it doesn't begin there. So in any home where a child is different, we'll call it for lack of a better term, than the rest of the family, there's always going to to be issues and it's usually not as much as, you know, we might think. I was speaking somewhere and this goes back Quite a few years ago, I guess I looked a little bit younger then. I was speaking somewhere, and someone, you know, and I appreciate it very blatantly, you know, very bluntly rather, I got up and said, you know, it's easy for you to say you don't have a kid at home being with Al Shabbos. And I said, it's not true. I, I actually, you know, uh, get your facts straight. <laughs> I actually do. I have uh, I have a son who's uh, who's Mahal Shabbos and uh, very much for us. He's everywhere. He's turning on lights, grabbing phones. He's uh, you know, everything, everything that you could possibly imagine. Um, and, and specifically because he knows, you know, especially if he's, if he's upset, you know, he, he knows it's going to, going to rile up the room. So the, uh, the person I was asking the question, like, gave me an odd look. I guess I looked a little bit younger and she said, do you, you, you have teenagers? I said, no, he's four, but that's what he does when he's, uh, when he's upset. And it's a very important point. To make, which is that, you know, and she said, so she said, she was like, oh, well, my son's 15. I said, no, he's not. He's not 15. He's four. You need to understand that. He's a four-year-old child. This, this, the behavior, the reactions in this way, this is a four-year-old child. Now, when we're dealing with the halachic aspect, I'm always going to defer to the family's rub on how to handle everything and 
how to uh, uh, go about sidestepping the halachic aspect. However, Rabbi McCall from Ayurbeam, specifically uh, uh, Rabbi Berkowitz, as you mentioned before, was that halachically my first responsibility is to this child and to their health. And so many other things are coming second to that. So if I need to bend over backwards to make sure that they'll have whatever it is so that I don't run into those halachic uh, problems, then, then that's what I'm going to do. Now, when there's a mutual respect, when other things outside of, for the most part, there's obviously exceptions to every rule, but when there's a mutual respect and to, to everything outside, you know, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they, when there's a mutual respect going on, for the most part, I've seen a lot of success that they will be respectful of the halacha now. When we're fighting, arguing, and butting heads about everything, then halacha has no, uh, isn't off at the table to them either. So I think it starts way before the halacha problem to get on the same page of acceptance, of respect, of connection, and then when we ask for certain things, they usually, for the most part, again, there's obviously exceptions to every rule, for the most part, they will usually not uh not have a problem um being respectful. It doesn't mean that and, and it's and it's with an understanding. We're not saying you need to keep. We're not saying you need to believe. We're not saying we're just saying as far as coexistence, you need to be respectful of that. And so let me ask so you a shower Jesse. So uh, yeah. a, a parent has a fryer kid who's older and Mahal Shabbos Bapahesha, like just totally fry. Parent wants that right. relationship with the kid. Invites the kid on to Shabbos. Shit says, okay, he shows up with his girlfriend, and he says, you know, we're living together, and we want to sleep in the same room. What would you tell the parents? It, it, yeah, it becomes, uh, it becomes a big problem. I, it, it, I've, I've had to answer this to Rabbi Berkowitz many times, and it's, I, I've gotten answers, I've got, it, uh, there were a lot of factors that, uh, that came into it. Um, we, we usually try to arrange it, and now the kid's not, usually is not oblivious to any of this. Like, they know it's a problem for the parent. They know it's an issue. So there's usually a, a, a different arrangement. Usually, I, I found that there's a different arrangement being, being able to be made. What does a different arrangement mean? So they either uh, take an Airbnb near there. There's a lot of, you know, uh, footwork that, need, that, that needs to happen. Because, you know, halakhically, obviously it's a major problem. There's no question about that, and there's no dancing around that. It's where I come in is usually how to handle that major problem. So they're going to get the stock that they get. I'm going to come in and um, coach them on how to explain that to the child, how to bring that up, and uh, brainstorm on how they can, you know, they can they can work around it. Okay, so so do that. Why don't you do that brainstorm? Right. I'm the so parent. Let's say, to you. I say my kids say coming home. I'm so happy he's coming home. He hasn't been home in two years, and he's coming home finally to see the house. We hope we can have some right. type of hashpah on him, and he's coming home with his girlfriend and living together. and want to be in the same room. Rabbi Ben Susan, what do you do? Right. So, um, it, it, again, a lot of factors. But let's just say, like, for instance, uh, about two weeks ago, I had a similar uh, type of question. And what it ended up <laughs> is that the kid, the parent, everyone was actually more comfortable and happy with, the child who was on their own at that point, uh, like you said, an older child was on their own at that point um, with getting an Airbnb uh, a couple of blocks away. And it was on him and his his arrangement and his what he called, he just wanted to be part of the family for whatever the simcha was. And 
he was able to uh, to do that. Now, it wasn't even considered before that, and parents felt awkward uh, bringing it up. When I coached them, they were already in a pretty decent relationship with him where these things were being discussed openly, and they asked him if he'd be more comfortable with that arrangement. His response was, I actually did it, actually, a she, uh, her response was, I actually don't want to bring it up, but I think we'd be more comfortable staying, you know, a block away by an Airbnb, by something like that, rather than uh, uh, being in the house. And, you know, personally, a lot of times, an older child coming is more comfortable with that in general, even if they are from. So it wasn't, it didn't have to be this point of contention between them. Okay, let's say you don't have an Airbnb local, like a borrow park or Flatbush. Right. There is no local right. so, Airbnb. What would you do then? Right. So the, so, so that's where the, the brainstorming uh, comes. We don't, where I've gotten to where there's no way to work around it. There's no, and again, I'm not possibly a lot over here. Everyone has to ask their own. However, um, where I've came, where I've come to on it, uh, where there's really no other aspect and no other um, um, avenue to take on it, we, 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 invite the child the child says uh the child says something along the lines of oh well you know christy's coming also and you say oh we're going to be so excited to see her you're not um you're not okay with it you're not no one thinks you're okay with it and this is a problem i come into in general which i'm sure we'll get to at some point you're not okay with it you're not giving your scum on it you're not giving it but you you i i I, from what i understood from the track we don't have to you know, lock them out of our house in order for them not to be doing that. Is there a Shiloh listener either by allowing them to share a room together? So it's a very, I literally was just in our Yisrael with Rabbi Berkowitz. Um, in general, even in a more innocent sense of having, having you know, in, in a Kirib sense, having someone who's not related to you, uh, um, um, who's having someone not related to you, who's having someone just scum, a non from yet and inviting them for Shabbos, knowing that they're going to drive to you. It's a very, very, very big sugya. I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving a direct answer outside of the uh, thing. I, it, it, I came out with our Berkowitz that I would have to ask him on every, on every side, you know, every time it comes up, how, how, it, would, uh, how it would pan out. But the, what about, what about the, let's, let's talk about from Ashkafo point of view. You have other people at home. And right. They know, they see something, this is, uh, you know, this is clearly crossing the lines of everything they learned in Yeshiva or Beishaku. How do you deal with that? Right, right. I love that question, and I love that situation. We view these things so often as a bidyevet, and we negate the Rabbi Nishalim from it, and we do this so often, especially in our more from communities. We do this so often, where we just, we just don't have, it, it brings up, a little far-fetched, but it brings up a, uh, a famous quote from Noah Weinberg that I love, where he said, uh, the problem with the Spartan nowadays is they all believe in God and none of them take him seriously. And the problem with the Ashkenaz is they all take him seriously, but none of them believe in him. <laughs> so that's something he could say, not me. But the, the idea is, is that we take certain things as halacha moshe misinai, that we're these insulated communities and we don't allow anything in. And not only that, we're so afraid of anything that goes against what we teach. To me, what this says is, is that we are not believing enough in what we're teaching. We are not believing. We're so afraid of phones, of this, of that, of all of that. I'm not saying that we hand it to our children, obviously. I'm not saying we're, we don't put them into a situation where they need to choose. But for them to be exposed to ideas that are not their own and see that difference, I think, are, is extremely important. And it's an unbelievable opportunity that the Rabbanu Shalom gives us that we're able to show them the beauty of 
from tight in front of people who aren't necessarily that way. We're not afraid of what we believe. We are not afraid of our halacha. We're not afraid of our children choosing differently just because they saw something different. If we have an insight and insight into our children, into our families, that are never going to change. So when this different person comes in, whether it's a family member or not, when this different person comes in, albeit, again, with the caveat that everyone's being respectful, but when this different person comes in, now respectful, I don't mean, respectful doesn't mean that, like, they're not going to have their phone in the pocket or they're not going to pull out their phone. That's not what I mean by respectful. That's what they do. We can explain that. That's not, that's not what I mean by respectful. What I mean by respectful is, is that they're not trying to get the other kids to be Mechal Shabbos or trying actively to get everyone to believe what they're saying. However, when they're being respectful, when our kids see the acceptance, the relationship, the, the, uh, the love for that Yid, they choose our side every time. When they see that we're afraid of it, they are very, very curious and they want to start knowing what's on the other side of that. They want to know what makes Abba and Mommy quake so deeply and so bad about what these people are doing. Maybe they are the ones who have an answer, that they, a question or a response or whatever that my parents can't answer. That starts to cause a divide. But when we show love and acceptance and appreciation of all and other people that especially the ones that have to do with our lives, like other children, the other kids not only aren't negatively impacted by it, they actually choose the parent side. We've seen this time and time again, that they actually start to choose the parent side. The reason they choose the parent side is because that's where they see the love, the affection, the compassion, and all of these com- things coming from, and they gravitate towards it. Rabbi Yassi, uh, very nice. Question for you. There's a debate. Um... A kid who goes off to Dara, do you keep him at home or not? Um, I, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's a debate. I really don't. I, I know what you're referring to. I just don't think there's an actual debate about this. I think everybody across the board says we keep a kid at home always. There are exceptions to that rule. And that's where the debate comes in. The debate comes in on when do we say this child cannot be at home? That's where the debate starts. But as a lechachila, in every sense, in every way, which are from kite, a kid just um, not being from is not, in my small opinion, is not, from when I was in Kabul, is not so, a reason so to where send is the, a child So where is the debate? So where is the debate? So the debate, right, so the debate, the debate's going to come into, I, whenever this question is asked, I'm always giving these crazy extremes. When I say we can never send a child out of the house, they say, well, what if he's abusing other kids? What if she's abusing other children? Then of course you send them out of the house. <laughs> that's, that's not in any normal sense of anyone. I don't, I don't think anyone. If someone's saying differently than that, I would love to hear that, Saad. I can't possibly imagine that anyone thinks that that's okay in any way. So when, when we're dealing with anything that is actually destructive, again, not destructive out of fear, so... When we're saying, oh, but the other kids are going to see, the other kids are going to that's not, that's fear. Then up your game. Up your relationship with those other children. Up your funkite with those other children. Up your love, up your joy, up your simcha in the home. Up everything. Because the best man is going to win over there. And if what you're so afraid of is that someone is presenting them with something better, and I hate to say this publicly, but that person deserves to take your kid. Because they're more invested in trying to get your child to do something else than you are. So... When it comes, though, to obviously anything that is dangerous to a child now, dangerous is where the debate is going to be. What's considered dangerous? I actually have, now I'm, I'm more known for going the direction of we never send the kid out of the house. However, I am very uh, uh, 
strict on what dangerous is. So in reality, to a lot of people, I'm sending kids out of house all the time, which I personally don't believe is true. <laughs> but you know, you'll have you'll always have people saying what they want. But um, a a kid who's sneaking a phone to another kid, giving giving a, uh, a an amount of technology to another kid, that could be considered dangerous, and that can be. That's very dangerous. So and that now that's that's a very uh, uh, nuanced thing. Kids getting another kid to uh, try drugs, to try a, uh, a large amount of alcohol, to anything along those lines. That's where things need to need to start um, being questioned. However, if it's just that child existing in the house, not looking the same, not acting the same, but not necessarily going actively to entice siblings towards an unhealthy lifestyle, then 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 I, I, I say there's no I don't I, I don't even know anyone I, I personally haven't met anyone that works within my field that would say keep that child at home. I, obviously this is going by the way. I just know yeah. and I was you know I know of families where a kid went off to Zaras and five kids followed. Um, right. You know, the the right. kid was you know I, I know I know of two cases like that in Lakewood. Right. I'm not talking about like right. what happens, you know. A kid just started undermining Ikrehadas and Muna and 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 before they knew it there was a Kurban and so it's right. like um and the kid wasn't disrespectful or anything. It was just like right. he, 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 right. he lost his Amuna and 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 so and and it happened so quickly, like, you know, like in what yeah. yeah, he turned like so you know my my point is is it's like it, when you see something that happens that quickly and you just say yeah I know everybody says keep the kid at home keep the kid at home but it's like a little bit is the argument is it like keeping an atom bomb at home would you keep an atom oh, bomb okay. at home and say you know let's keep it right, so there's this a lock on the door we put a camera in right. there's a lock on the door right. so we're okay with the nuclear mass, advice right. of mass destruction in the house right right so. Um, so this is where this is thing. when I said I, I was saying obviously obviously I'm dealing with obviously I'm dealing with two factors over here that need to be stated. Number one is that the house is um, healthy enough that they can have him there. Um, what that means and the parameters to that would have to be very very individualized. But number two and number two answers your question is this: when I say or, and I believe again I, I think this is classically misinterpreted um, when I say you, uh, we should keep them at home. It's that's where the work starts. It's not keeping at him at home, and we're gonna keep our family status quo to how it always was. This child, and I think just about everyone I've ever met agrees to this. No matter what the acting out is, this child is shining a light onto what is wrong within that house. If a child is able to undermine parents, is because there's been a a uh, a shift in the hierarchy of the family, and the other children started trusting this child more than the parents, and that shift has to be redone. Behaviors, actions, uh, uh, so many things have to change within the home. To keep it the same with a kid like that there is impossible. I just think that, you know, I, I always wanted to be popular. I'm going to be popular. I mean, you could have a kid with charisma and parents right. without charisma, and they could try from today to tomorrow. The parents could be nebuchadnezzar. They could be nerdy. They could be nechbala kalim. I mean, 
doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean they're not trying. This kid has discovered, uh, he's discovered the world, and he, he discovered, right. you know, he discovered the fry world. It's, it's a, you know what I right. mean? Uh, um, he discovered, and the parents, they could try from today to tomorrow. What are you going to fix? What am I going to fix? The father says, I dive in three times a day. I try to learn with the kids. I try to, and this kid is, he's, he's got charisma, this and that. I mean, That's my problem. It's, it's not it's so, exactly what it's you not just so said. easy to fix. Not so easy You're, to fix. I'm not, right. So let's start with that in the beginning. Number one, the, uh, the, the child, the parents. I mean, can I just say something? Uh, I know, I know, I know some of the, Big Rosh Hashivas who are Friar kids. Come on, see my kids. Right. Big Rosh people who are successful and, and kept, and yeah, you know yeah. what? And, and there's, there's some, some type of an unhappiness or, and you can't fix. What do you do? Right. There's a comment. So I don't agree with the atom bomb at all. I, I just don't agree with that. That's not what's going on. If that's the truth, then we should. Then I have no idea what we're doing, living in Lakewood or living anywhere. We should be living in the middle of Meisharim. We're living in the middle of an atom bomb. Wait, I don't understand. You think the Meisharim? We should become. We should become. We should become. The king of Meisharim just committed suicide, right? Because he was sexual. Right, right. That's my point. My point is that no matter where Meisharim has, we should. I'm saying, I don't. No, that's my point. My point is where you are. My right, 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 right. That's my point. My point is no matter where you are, there's going to be an atom bomb. No matter if you send this kid away or not, there's going to be an atom bomb. No, I don't mean that, but there's an atom bomb in family. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. So I don't agree with the concept of, of, of this kid being an atom bomb. I believe the atom bomb is where is however this child, like you said. Now, first of all, I've never met a parent. When you said bad, I totally don't agree with that either. I've never met a parent who did this on purpose, a family who this happened to on purpose. How many of these children have been abused, not at home, have been, have, have, have trauma, have all these things? There's no, there's no evil person here. And I think that's part of the problem. Everyone's trying to find the bad guy. Who's at fault? The first stages people go through on this is who's at fault? It was a school. If the school would have accepted, if the school would have, if the school would have, if the school would have, no, it's the parents. If the parents would have said, no, it's the kid. He's some spoiled. If the, the, None of these things are true or real. Again, we negate the rabbinical from all this. Like, he didn't send this kid with these things. Like, he didn't, wasn't involved in this kid's trauma. But he was. And, and he gave them to these parents very specifically. Now, when I'm walking around with these guys on a Shabbos afternoon, and they're walking around with me, I look like the coolest guy in the world. Everyone's clapping for me. Yay, he's taking these kids in. He's this, he's that, he's what he called. If we're my son, I'd be in such bush over it, though. Now, it's because I'm not in a gay of the duffer. But in reality, the Rebbeinshom is the one who's saying, I gave you this kid. I handed you this child. Now, we could say, now, there's also a misconception that the biggest Rosh Hashivas, I heard that so often, the biggest Rosh Hashivas have kids like this. You see, there's no, it, the biggest Rosh Hashivas are still human. Everyone's still human. You, can, you, you, you hit the nail on the head when, when you said that, you know, the biggest Rosh Hashivas, but it could have been a, an unhappiness in the house or an unhappiness in the kid. Or, that's what I'm talking about. That's the atom bomb, the unhappiness, not the kid. The situation around Rav, 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 is the atom bomb. Rav, Rav, has anybody the kid, the kid is the data. indicator. The kid is the indicator of where the atom bomb is and where it happened. We're getting rid of the smoke alarm because we don't want to hear about a fire. Rav, Rav, has anybody done a collection of data where you take 100 kids who are kept at home, irreligious kids, right? what it did to the rest of the family? So you could say, you know, in 100 cases, 
50 of them, the kid became better. None of the other kids were damaged. So when you look at it overall, right. the 50 ahead. Or is it, hey, so it 50 of the cases, the kids got better. And in 50 other cases, two or three other kids became irreligious. So why did we do this? Right. Is there any empirical data on this? Right. So I, I don't know about that, but I will say the other way. I think, um, number one, a lot of the kids that I deal with are the oldest. Right, very, very, uh, very often are the oldest. A lot of times it could be the youngest also, but I'll go with the oldest right now. Very, not very often do I find that it's a, a kid uh, uh, below that. It does happen, obviously, but um, very often it's the uh, it's the oldest kid, and that kid has a lot of uh, pull. The bachar or the bachar they have a lot of pull in that and the family. But I think that 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 data would be superbly misleading. Because there's, that's not, that's just taking into account how many kids, the real answer there would be, how many kids have went off, right? How many kids have went off, were kept at home, and nothing changed? That would be the real data I would want to know. Nothing went differently at home. There was just yish. I believe these kids are smoke alarms in the house. They're there to tell you where there's a fire. Worked on properly, they can show us the chinks in our armor. They can show us where we need to, to, to stabilize, where we need to work on things. Now, we know these things in Chinuch to begin with, that how important it is to have Simcha in a home. We just don't like to talk about what happens when we don't have it. We like to get into crisis mode. But how many families have I seen? I, I was just sitting with one right before our interview right now, uh, a family where one of the kids, and this kid actually, I mean, it, it's a brother or sister, so it doesn't apply as much, but this kid actually is a middle child, the only one to have, to have gone off, but has shined a light on so many things in the house to the point that the family, that the parents specifically, are very appreciative for this kid's journey because they we're able to remodel their entire house differently. There's simcha, there's, there, there's joy, there's appreciation of things, there's, there's so much going on. A lot of these problems are just things that we don't, we're not comfortable with. It's not a frunkite thing, it's not even a chenach thing. It's us being around things that we're uncomfortable with. So when, when, when we say that a lot of people, I'm not saying that this is going to work 100% of the time. I don't know why the Rabbi Shalom does this. I'm not claiming to know why the Rabbi Shalom does this. All I know is, is that this does happen. We are, we are not in, 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 we're not past Mashiach, where everyone believes that we're, we are, that everything's supposed to be perfect, and that it's, it's not where we are. We're in well, yes, you're, saying that, uh, you're saying that, uh, saying that a kid who's, who's gone off often shines a light on the family as to some material chasm going on at home, and it's an opportunity, Only, you're saying he's sort of like a canary to, uh, uh, to exactly. change at home. Exactly. Okay. Only, what happens only, if it's something exogenous to the house? Yeah. Well, only, only, only if it's taken that way. If we start doing things differently because that happens, we will start to see a different change over if we take that seriously. If we start fighting it and just trying to shelter everyone and further shelter and further hunker down and further avoid and further be uncomfortable, it's just going to get worse and then it's going to spill over to the other kids. When we try to see what it is that's going on now, is there exceptions to every rule where parents did do that and other kids did go up? Of course. I want to know, though, because everyone always says, like, there's an option here. He should either live at home or not at home. Where is not at home? Where is this? Where are we sending them? Where's this other option that people have invented? And why? We've invented it because we're uncomfortable about it or because we've invented this idea that, that, that he's going to ruin the whole family, which basically took uh, 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 a few people, a whole, I mean, yeshivas do it too, but, you know, uh, uh, a whole, 
at least the parents to admit that this kid has more parent power in their home than they. So we decided we're going to send which, him out. Hello. Which could be. There's no it doesn't say anything from the Torah. No, no, no. no, no. Which could be. Which, which could be, but then that's where the light is shining. We need to reestablish the hierarchy of this family. And it doesn't matter if you're a never. And it doesn't matter if you're, if you're not as charismatic. You've got to find a way to do that. You can do that. Your children look up to you as, as everything. You start off on an upper foot. You start off with, the, with all the cards stacked for you. You can get that back. It's true. But, no, you know, what's the other option? When, when, when kids, the other option? When kids are, I, I'm just saying, actually, when kids are 12 and less, you're right, they look up to their parents and everything. Right. Kids become teenagers and parents, many kids become incre- extremely uncool. Right, right. And, and a charismatic cool. other child, and a charismatic right. other child could just have very, I'm just curious if there's, if there's any data on it, but listen, your message is very powerful and we thank you for your time. No problem. Okay. Hope for the good Bye-bye. Joining us from Eretz Yisrael is Rabbi Daniel Yaakov Travis. He's the Rosh Kohl of Teres Chaim. He's a columnist, the Ated, a speaker, but particularly he's on the program this week because he wrote a paper called Takanas Hashavim, which is Shailas Uchuvis for Balechuva Roldi Dinim Okira. Welcome, Rabbi Daniel. Shalom Aleichem. So let me ask you some other insights that we, uh, you have over somebody you want to be Makara, maybe it's a son who went off to Zarahatan or a son, right? Or, or a cousin, whatever the case is, and he comes to Shabbos and he's obviously interested. Could you be Makara him with Zimon or not? Good question. The post can discuss being Makara somebody not, uh, not religious at all with, with Zimon. And if you go, I'll be mocked him. I'll, I'll give an introduction here. One of the most important rules in any halachic scenario is that you have to learn the Gemara, you have to study the Rishonim well, you have to see the Poskim, but then you have the, one of the most difficult things is application, right, how to apply it. One, one Adam Gretel once told me, Psak is 10% knowing the information and 90% common sense. In this particular case, we have, I myself rely on a famous ruling from the Chazanish. The Chazanish says that the vast majority of the knowledge Jews today have a din of Tinek Shanishba, and therefore, um, they wouldn't come under the category which would prohibit you from doing Zeman. The main problem with doing Zeman is joining up with, a, jo- making a group um, of somebody who you don't want to really be connected to, somebody who is a min or not because, uh, and uh, this would not apply in om- most, almost all the cases today. Right. I mean, again, the Mishnah Burr is discussing, you know, somebody who's really has a din of a mumer, right? Right, so Russian uh, gum or Ivor Averis, but perhaps yeah. Right. You're talking about somebody who's really somebody who's brought up religious and uh and then he he left the fold. Is that what you're discussing? Intentionally? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk so let's talk about both cases. One is a prior okay. person. For right. a prior person in America it's gonna be very hard because they don't know they can't read the word, but I guess in Israel they would be able to. So there clearly you would say, Look, I wanna be Khan the Khazanish, right? Now let's talk about somebody who was, you know, one of the many children here you grew up from, and something, you know, um, the, you know, it's like by the by the uh, by the um, the Gid Hanasha, right? It says it's it's halatzim kaima. It jumped out of its socket, and Rabban says these are doyrish shal shma. The generations of colleagues of, of Jews who struggle with with shma today, shma could be. Uh, 
Hitchens or Hickens or etc. Pick your favorite Akikairis. And they jumped in the Makaimam. Something affected them, right? So let's talk about those because those in America would be the only ones who would actually be able to say this is one. And you're trying to right. be Makara, bring the person back. Right, right. So in such a case, Ramosha has a similar chuva um, about Makara people with an Aliyah Latera. And his... The Natiya of Moshe is that you should give him some other keyboards. In other words, it's not like there's a shortage of things that one could do to show great respect and honor for somebody at a Shabbos table. Um, you know, could give him kind words, praise words, let him say some, you know, some words of Divrei Torah. There's many, many things you could do before you would come to, you know, ask him to necessarily the Zeman. Where, in such a case where he really is a, you know, technically he would be, you know, he'd be a Russia. Then. Um, or a mumer, then that would be, I would consider that more problematic. I wouldn't jump to that possibility. Now, if this is, this is going to make it or break it, I have a famous call. My principal Rebbe these days is Rav Shlomo Zafani, and he's one of the uh, Gedolim that appears in my Yatid column. He has a call that there's two areas here of halacha. There's straight halacha, and there's what he's called Beit Cholim. In other words, if it's necessary for cure purposes, that you know, if, if I don't give this person Zeman, he's going to leave my house insulted, and that's going to cause a weakening in his um, observance of Torah, then that's already a different halal. That's Beit Cholim, he calls that. That's, that's the um, Rufus HaNefesh. Rufus HaNefesh here. You're healing his nefesh, and that already takes, that's another uh, getter of halacha. That's not, you know, in, a, in such a case, you wouldn't go with the straight halacha. That would be a, a, a question of Beit Cholim. So here it would be more a question of not him leaving insulted, but more of an opportunity to bring him close. Right. He's a child, and you're showing that we still love you, we still respect you, even though you're not. In fact, we're being mechab as you. So it would be right. more uh, doing something affirmative than doing something non-affirmative. That would be called, that would be a shikala das. You know, the person involved would have to decide, does it, is it something significant? Um, from my experience, it doesn't seem like that's something really, really significant that would like make it or break it. I would think, you know, giving him a lot of positive words and, and chizuk, that would uh, probably be more effective. But if a person makes a shikala das that this is really important, and this could really be a stepping stone, then I would say to do it. Okay, so here's a question. You have a kid that he's not from, and you're advised to keep him at home. It's Pesach, right? He brings Hamas into the house, right? It's certainly, uh, you know, many sheets, right? Rudd, Rashi, etc. That's uh, Hamas shall you straw, that's in your house. The Balabayas is Chayev on Balyura, Balyumasa. How would you deal with it? Um, it's a good question. It's an excellent question. And first of all, um, if a person... Uh, it, it actually happened to me once, not with my child, but um, my, both my wife and I were by Chuba, and we have relatives come over. So my uh, wife's relatives came over for Pesach, and uh, what present do they hand us? Pretzels and cake. Um, so uh, they explained afterwards that they thought Pesach was only one day, and they thought pretzels and cake wasn't bread. Right. So my, in that case, my immediate reaction was to, you know, I, 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 I took the present uh, without Das to accept it. I went to a nearby bedroom. I threw it out the window, and then I went downstairs and burned it. Right. If a person doesn't have any, if a person has a uh, uh, negative intention that he's not going to be going to anything that, uh, that his child leaves in the house, such das is certainly going to work. And um, especially if he, um, one of the chuvas that I wrote in my Sefer Tzadikim was whether or not a child's room is chayvim mezuzah. And this really depends on the question of what's his halachic status, right? Is he a shoyal or is he a, um, or is he just a visitor? We came out with a very, very interesting psaac based on something from Yitzhak Berkowitz. Yitzhak Berkowitz told me that in Eretz Israel you would just consider a visitor because in Eretz Israel it's common to kick kids out of their room. But in America and in other 
uh, other countries where children are much more uh, dominant in their uh, domain. So that would uh, they would have be considered a shoil. He's considered a shoil. Um, that's basically his place, you know, and that's his domain. And therefore, that would be even a, a more of a reason that um, it's not a question of Baal bias. In other words, he has domain over that room. And that's that's his rishos, right? And not and not your rishos. As long as long as he keeps in his room, you know, I would be I would be try, you know, if as long as you have a respectful relationship with him and say, listen, you know, I understand that this is Pesach, you can, you know, just don't don't let uh, don't let it go out of your room. You're saying that even though according to the Grud, you would say that the, the child's room has a dinner of his rishos and not your rishos anymore. Because he buys a shayel on it. Right. In America, in Eretz Israel, it may be more problematic. Wow. What about wine by the Shabbos table? You have uh, somebody that's not a religious kid, and they, um, they have dying that's not Mavushal. Kid picks up the wine and pours from the bottle. What do you do with the rest of the bottle? Right. So this is one of the most famous shaylas that has to do with... Uh, um, with Balai Chula. You know, uh, the earliest source I can remember is from the Binyan Sion. The Binyan Sion asked this question and he talks about Machali Shabbos Bizvanenu. Right? He says they go to shul in the morning and then they go to work. Right? Can you drink, you know, can you drink their wine? And he writes that that, that level of um, lack of Shabbos observance doesn't make him call them, even though he's, he's doing uh, uh, um, malachas outwardly in public, Says, but that doesn't give him the status of Michal Shabbos for Hesia, right? Michal Shabbos for Hesia has to be really that Bavazid, he is being, you know, he's being Michal, Michal Shabbos with the intention to be, to be Michal Shabbos. So again, if, if, and I, I would think that this is like going to be a rare instance where the person is um, such a um, passionately Shabbos violation, but assuming that either, you know, he's a Tinnik Shanishbi, he doesn't know, or He's, 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 he would be considered a shogig, then um, and it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't ask for the wine. We could add to this. I think even a lot a, there's a, a, quite a number of wines which are not mavushal, but they're pasteurized, and certainly in such a case you could rely on pasteurization. I mean, the, the binyan sea in it was also not accepted by the mishkabur or, or most right. of the generation. Right. I mean, it's, it's in Simulana Bay's, I believe it's a, it was a chiddush, it was mechiddush, and it wasn't really accepted. This, I, I, example, most shows right. who a guy drives drive on Shabbos uh, would not give the guy an aliyah, right? Right. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't okay. talking about giving aliyah. The Binyansi is talking about specifically about uh, the wine. Yeah, but I'm saying this, this would be more common. Uh, aliyah? No, mm, I don't, I'm not sure. I actually came out of my safer quite machmer about giving an aliyah. Ramesh is very, very machmer about aliyahs. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would say Elias is more. He's, he talks about derises. Elias uh, giving an Elias to somebody who's um, not mom. And uh, one of the few places where I came out more lechomer in my safer was was regarding Elias. Uh, but the wine, which is a question of uh, the abundant, I don't think is going to pour it to idols. So there, I believe that um, there's many many posts I mean, like the Binyan Sian. I mean, the Shulchan says clearly that a mummer is. You're saying he doesn't have. A din of a mummer lechal Shabbos. You're saying he doesn't have a din of a mummer lechal Shabbos because of exactly, why? exactly. Why not? I didn't hear. Why not? Really, the the, the whole concept of mummer lechal Shabbos starts in the Rambam. It's a chiddush of the Rambam. Uh, a mummer levadazara definitely is has a din of a non-Jew, right? The Rambam came along and said that a mummer um, lechal Shabbos also is like a non-Jew. 
Why? Because he's denying a basic tenet of the Jewish religion. Shabbos is a basic tenet of the Jewish religion, and therefore by openly denying a basic tenet of the Jewish religion, he, becomes, he gets the status of a non-Jew, right? So, again, this would depend, you know, the, the big Sion is saying that somebody daven chakras in the morning in Shul and then he goes to work, he's not, his act of Chil Shabbos is not, does not make him a goy. He's not denying a basic tenet. He's just pulled by the tides, right? And especially today, especially today where... Daniel, the Vinyan Sion says, he says, he goes to Shul on Shabbos. Right. How could you call him a Mahal Shabbos? So he says it must be that he's doing it for business reasons, but you see that he respects the institution of Shabbos. Now, I'm talking right. about a kid who goes off the dera who doesn't go to Shalom Shabbos and doesn't respect the institution of Shabbos. The Rambam says... Uh, that uh, somebody who's Michal Shabbos or for Hesia has the din of a goy, right? He has shattered the prince, major principle of Amuna. Shabbos is a principle of Amuna, and he's destroyed that principle of Amuna, and therefore he destroys his status as a Jew. But the question is, so who is a Michal Shabbos for Hesia? We find the Goran Erevan, Testament Aleph, tells us uh, a very, very incredible idea that if a person would refrain from desecrating the Shabbos in front of someone else, right, that is not called the Mechal Shabbos for Hesia. The Gemara there says that somebody went out with a, a ring on Shabbos and he saw Rav Yehuda Nasiya and he covered it up, right? Um, it covered it up. It was a question, I believe, of carrying on Shabbos. And this is called somebody who's not Mechal Shabbos for Hesia. In other words, if he's embarrassed about his Chil Shabbos in front of other people, then he's not called Mechal Shabbos for Hesia. So even though it's true, the Prima Godin and the Mishnah Bura both paskin the Lach of the Rambam and Hechus Yantif, they bring that the um, a person who is desecrates Shabbos in public. But what's called desecrating Shabbos in public? It has to be that he would do it in front of anybody, right? And even in front of an important Rav, even in front of his family members, right? If he feels the hesitation not to do it in front of these people, then um, he we can say that he's not called a Mechal Shabbos for Hesia because that restraint that he has not to do it in front of people who are um, more important, Rabbanim, or family, right? That busha, that embarrassment, gives takes away his status as being Michal Shavos Resia. So certainly, if a child is in this category, if a child is in a category where he wouldn't do it, he wouldn't. And again, this is going to take a very careful analysis, right? It depends what point of the off the derech he's on, right? If he's if he's just trying to go off and he still feels embarrassment and the parents are successful to keep him in, to hold him in through love and caring, right? Then um, perhaps then we there's room to evaluate this person not as a Michal Shabbos for Hesia and all the laws that apply to Michal Shabbos for Hesia would not apply to him. What happens if you have a, a prior kid at home and he turns on the air conditioning on Shabbos and a hot day? Would you have to leave the house? There's a whole sugi of Hanar Boil Adam Bal Korchach, right? So the question is here, can your child ask, you know, force you, um, force you to leave the house? So again, um, definitely uh, it should be discouraged for him to do such a thing, right? But Hanar Boil Adam Bal Korchach, so it can't, uh, can't force the parents uh, to leave the house if they... Um, if they uh, think. Now, if you were to turn on lights, you know, you definitely... You should definitely shouldn't actively read from that light, right? But to forbid the house because uh, your child turned on the air conditioning, so that um, that would uh, that would definitely not um, not be the case. Okay, and the lights you wouldn't, but the air conditioning is not a problem in Right. Um, 
Again, the lights wouldn't leave the house either. It would just be maybe would probably reading from the lights. If there was enough light coming from other sources, then um, then it wouldn't be a problem. What about feeding a kid who's not from or a guest who's not from, and you know they're not going to make a bracha, they're not going to wash the toilet and they're not going to bench. Would there be a problem with Mitzray there? Right. So this is a call that I was macabre from Shlomo Zaman Orbach and also from Shlomo Fisher Zatzal. They both told me from the Kazanish that the Lisne Ever of Sinus Adas is um is worse than the Lisne Ever of of not uh, of not making um of not making the bracha. And therefore uh, you could be you could be making in such a case. Again, if you know that the person could make a bracha and would make a bracha, then it's definitely praiseworthy and um and the right thing to do, to ask him to do it. But in a case where we're not, they both, um, Shomo Zaman has a long chew about it, and uh, based on his chazanish, so he permits, um, permits, uh, permits such an act. In my safe, I write about a, a woman who got a job in, in a restaurant, and um, there were many you know, non-religious Jews who came there. It was a little bit more complicated, um, that question, but um, there were other two from, to be lenient for that case as well. You know, what Rabbi Neil is saying is that the din of Lefebvre is to not put a stumbling, a stumbling block in front of somebody. So if you give them food and they're not going to eat, it's not, you're putting a stumbling block. They're not even eating without a, without a bracha. But he's saying that if you don't give them to eat because of that, and they get angry, so now you're putting even a bigger stumbling block in front of them that they're going to really dislike religious people. And they're going to do, instead of one action, just not eating, they'll do maybe 10 actions or 100 actions. So you right. look at which is the bigger, the biggest stumbling block. And I believe that the Makayar is or the Kidega, right? The Kidega in the Sugi of Makif and Nikif talks about an Isha who wanted to be Makif and Ish. And she's not Makayar, it's Sugi But he's going to be over the Isha of, of being Makif. So he says, if otherwise, he would do it by himself. He's going to be two Avaris. And if she does it, she's just She's just going to cause him to do one Avera. So then by doing it, she's not overlooking either because she's taking one Avera away from him. Right. I mean, that's I not, I don't that think that's the Makor that the Chazanish is going with the Makor in the Shvias about lending Kalim to, um, to, um, non religious people in Shvias. But it could be that that would, because it's slightly, it's a slightly different perspective, right? To do less, less Averas or which is the, which is the lesser of two, two evils, as it were, right? They're both lifting the Eva here. The listen evil of Sinus Adas and the listen evil of you know not making the bracha. So the Chazanish held the listen evil of Sinus Adas was worse. Right, and, and over there will be two listen evils as opposed to one. They're going to be either two averes rather, and here's only one listen evil. What about um, you, you invite your kid home, he's fried, and he right. says, okay, I'm coming with with his girlfriend, and they want to sleep in the same room. Kyle will stay there. There's another another aspect here to take into account. That um and that is that um a lot of these cases they're not listening either. Like by the food, it could be it's not listening either. It's only a drop on them because they could get food elsewhere. You don't feed them, you are going to get other right. food. It's not like you're the only you're the only house in town that has food. Thanks, So it's really it's really is more a child of Misayel and Zaravera. And we right. have a cloud by Misayeya, both from the Marsham and the and in its and in its that Misayeya the Malkam Hefsid you don't say. Right. Right. So somebody's inviting their kid home, or they want to give them tea, and the goal is to try to bring him back. So there's a Shiloh, what are you eyes? Are you eyes of the din of Nisayeya by giving him the food, right? Well, Nisayeya, the Makam Hefsid, is Muta, Raius, again, the Mishnah, the Tzid and the Marsham bring Raius to that. And 
I think you, you bring in your Hagadama, but it's certainly, I've, I've heard that from Shlomo Zalman too, that saving a kid certainly has a din of a hefzid maruba. Right. Trying to bring a kid back to Yiddishkeit has a din of a hefzid maruba. So if you're over on the din of Messiahia, there's no din of Messiahia of a makim hefzid maruba. And he said, the Shach as well, Nate says, maybe they might not be Messiahia. If, if he really has a din mummer, might not oh, be yeah, in Messiahia at all. Yeah, but, 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 but you know, we... We don't want to draw the string on two sides to say he's right. got a mummer because of the calculation, so now he is a mummer. Like, right. I'm saying there's a, there's a cloud that there's no dinner in the Sayyid of a Makkah Hefzid by Parnassah. So he says that there's no dinner of Hefzid by, by, by Parnassah, certainly for a Hefzid for to save a child. Right, that's the nature of the about being Masada Kedushin. Right. And I believe in Hagdamas, if I kind of say and you bring up Shlana Zalman who says this, right? Right, right. That's called a shaila. Like this is about you. That was a particular shaila which was involving um, someone who did seven years of medical school. And if he wouldn't take the final, so he would lose um, all seven years. So Shlomo Zama was mad to him to get a goy to sign the, the final, handed him blank. And that was to based do it on what, to do it on Shabbos. Yeah, to get a goy to come on Shabbos and to sign the paper, um, handed him blank. Right, he considered a shvus if he, you know, he signed it with his left hand. It could be a shvus, the shvus, b'makam, b'makam ruba, and he considered. He told me that Why? all shayos like this are considered hefsim ruba. All all shots of the chak of uh, bali shuvas can be considered hefsim ruba. I mean, that fact, that case was a tremendous hefsim ruba because he had put in s- seven years of uh, medical school already. I would I would make the argument that people often put more than seven years of work into their children. Okay, last child for you. Somebody yeah. has a kid at home who isn't religious. Um, he, he, the child knows the parents away at work from nine to five. And the kid can come into the kitchen. He has no interest. No, he could kill less milk eggs, flesh So he'll fry an egg. He could fry an egg with butter in the place of the frying pan. Allah, are you allowed to use your kalim if you have a kid who's uh, no interest in religion and he's home and he has full access to the kitchen? Right. That's a very good question. Usually I turn to... In this case, to the Igus Moshe. The Igus Moshe has a chuva about um, parents, um, um, children who are not um, not religious, and he says that if they have complete nem, uh, um, um, is complete, uh, you can trust them in all areas that they tell the truth. Or Glimlidavit, they always tell the truth. Then you can rely on them for that. You can rely on them for that, that they're telling the truth in these areas. Again, if if that's that's quite a high level of uh, trust, and you know positive relationship between the uh, between the parents and the children. If they have that level of, of trust between the parents and the children, um, which I find is not so, so uncommon, then, you know, you could trust them that they didn't uh, chafe up the kitchen. If that doesn't exist, you know, let's say the, there's hostility between the parents and children, then that would be much more problematic. I think you would have to, um, you would have to, like, make sure that the Kalim are in a place where that, uh, that they're not going to be accessible. We, we suggest maybe putting a camera in the kitchen. Uh, that would be that's an excellent idea. Yeah, that's an excellent idea. Everything I said was I, I, I add a caveat, a very, very important caveat here, the cloud that I was cobbled from my Rebbe, Rav Safrani, you know, the difference between Beit Cholim and um and uh and, and the Ikra Allah. You know. The main the main uh reason that a person would uh, you know, come on to Kula's even, you know, um, Rabbi Zhu Arbach told me once, you know, in a Shas of Chagadol, even to be Somak on one Sita that's in, you know, you could find in the Chronim, such as this. The main reason for doing that would, again, for Tzkanes Hashavim, to bring, bring, uh, bring them back. And, uh, and this, one of the Gedalim's son 
went off to Derek and used to come home and smoke cigarettes in his father's face on Shabbos. And the girl just sat there, you know, and, and gave him love and understanding. And eventually that uh, bo- that uh, that boy was closer for tshuva. So this this is the basic, you know. In, in halacha, there's always the klal and there's the prat. There's many, many shilas, and I'm publishing soon another sefer on Evan Ezra. I have over, over 100 shilas in, in that area. And of course, there's, there's shilas in almost every sift. Every, all, or I should say at least almost every seven in Shulchanach, you can find shilas. But the main thing is to have the klal you know, clear. And like you mentioned, that this is called, you know, Hesimuba. These shilas, Balchiva, is called Hesimuba. And, um, you know, there are times when, as my Rebbe said, Beit Cholim went for the sake of, uh, you know, of, of bringing him back. We're going to have to um, go beyond, you know, the, the letter of the law in such cases. Of course, again, you know, that has to, uh, every single question has to be brought to Rav and clarified. And every single situation is different. So the most important thing for someone, I have, uh, I know someone very, very well who has a child of the dark. Every single issue has to be sorted out because every single case is different with every single child. So it has to be mapped out and, and clarified, you know, how, what, what exactly is his uh, situation? How close is he doing to tshuva? You know, what's his level of uh, religious um, adversity? All these questions have to be figured into the, the final psak, of course. I could just add that um, on, our, on our website, uh, rabbitravis.org, I'm always looking for, um, for new Shilas, and I welcome any, uh, any questions in Shilas. Uh, very happy to, um, to hear those. Also, I write to the daily the weekly column for the Ted. We're always looking for Shilas. Uh, if people could write to me at uh, dytravis613 at gmail.com. Any Shilas that come up, I'm very, very always looking uh, to expand my knowledge in this area and get new, um, new Shilas. Daniel, thank you very much. It's been an honor having you on with us. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And Shabrachan and Slacha. Cool. Bye-bye.